Hey, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Tara. And you're listening to Growing with Letty and Lucy. Oh, I'm so obsessed with this thing. It's ridiculous. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We're back. Tara, we're back. It's been so long. Hi, friends. Friends out there in podcast land. Yeah, we and forgot Tara. to like how to, I forgot like how to log into Zoom and <laughs> all of these things. Not that we don't talk. Yeah, but it's this. although we haven't talked as much because we totally haven't. We haven't been recording, so welcome back. Yeah, we welcome apologize back. Apologize for we took a okay, big we, break. We planned to take a break, then we uh, took a much longer break than we. <laughs> anticipated partly for just personal reasons for us and also mm-hmm. because we wanted to really get uh some good planning in so that we could come out of the gate organized and a little less you're never gonna get <laughs> you're never gonna get a straight line from us. no <laughs> no i don't like straight lines i like them squiggly yeah you'll be a little squiggly <laughs> but we spirally. will have, <laughs> we will have an overall cohesive theme too <laughs> Yeah. So this is the first episode of season two, which I got to just say thank you guys so much for your support through season one, because um, I so many people are asking questions about whether or not they've, you know, decided to buy a farm stand or they're still um, they're still in the research phase. And I've been able to take our podcast and share it with people on the Facebook group. And uh people are stoked and that makes me feel really Mm -hmm. good. Like we're actually, we've done something helpful for people um, in season one and season one was really all about our, our introduction to hydroponic gardening and um, well, for me growing anything that doesn't die Um, and, you know, just kind of like struggling through how to make this thing work for ourselves and our failures and accomplishments and whatever. But Season two is going to be a little bit different. So we're going to have a lot more interviews and um, interviews with people who are like dedicated to this space and some people who work for Let Us Grow and um, a whole bunch of other fun stuff is on the the horizon to be vague. Um, So I'm excited about that. But, you know, we, we also I think we had planned on coming back the first week of January but we had some major medical things going on, and uh, we don't need to get too deep into it. But let's just say on one day, we had seven of my family members were diagnosed with COVID, and um, and it didn't stop there. And then you know, so we're hoping this whole COVID thing now that the vaccines are out and think you know kids are kind of back in school or going back to school and stuff. We're hoping things lighten up. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Totally. So, and Tara had some big stuff happening too. So we're just, you know, we're back, but nobody has to worry. We're alive <laughs> and we're, we're happy alive. to be here. Yes. Mm. My coffee just squeaked in the mic. Sorry about that. Um, I drink coffee while we record, not water like you're supposed to. So Tara, how, first let's start with Miss Lucille and how she's been. Give us an update. What's going on with your stand? It is, by the way, March 2nd on our recording day. This will be coming out on March 4th on Thursday. Um, so it's we're getting into like the peak time frame for growing of the year. Um, but winter's been rough. 
for me. Yes. What's going we on? We have <clears throat> Miss Lucille is feeling a little neglected. <laughs> um, but I have kind of gone out and ma- uh, maintained her a little bit more in recent weeks that I was. I was kind of just letting her go. I had a lot of cut and come again type stuff out there. So she got a little woolly, but um, <laughs> that's a good description. We had so just a little backstory. We had just so much stuff going on the last few months uh, that just really took my focus away from really anything. Yeah. Um, luckily, it all happened um, in the winter time and not the summer. So yeah, totally. the fact that I never went out to check her water or nutrients or anything for a good month. Um, she survived and things slowed down a little bit, but everything was alive. And I mean, I see, see her when I'm totally. out in the yard, but I'm also not out in my yard very much. It's actually been a little bit chilly for a San Diego winter. Um, yeah. But some of it is partially intentional. I think that's one of the reasons I didn't feel too much guilt knowing that I was going to kind of let her just go through. I mean, I meant I, I did intend to add nutrients and then didn't. Um, but I knew that the water wasn't going to evaporate because right. it's not hot. And uh, the, the, the intention was to allow her to kind of run her course where she yeah. is now, not to replant anything so that I could get to the point where we could yes. do a full reset and yep. – um, when I, I think we talked about this in an earlier ep- in an episode in season one, that when I did my reset, I did not get rid of all of my plants. Right. And I are you going to do it this time? I do believe I will do it this time. I think huh. I actually did um, lose some of my herbs, so those were the only ones I was considering keeping. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think I will just get rid of everything. Hmm. So and just reset completely uh it helps because stephanie and i were named growers of the month yeah <laughs> so we even the growers of the month wonderful podcast that we you know <laughs> fan girl out on let us grow let you not be deceived that we do pay for <laughs> our own seedlings we sure do um, <laughs> so even though it's not like the end of the world for me to re uh plant my whole stand it's not like it's not I'm not I am in a position to do that it's still yeah. a little bit about uh, I have to buy a whole I'm I it's it's hard for me to get rid of plants that are alive yeah when I have to pay to replace them totally so we have a little cushion there mm-hmm. um but I have a 36 a 36 port stand mm-hmm. so that's so it's seventy-two dollars for me to replant the whole thing, plus you know, obviously tax and shipping or whatever. Do we pay yeah. tax on seedlings? I think we should not. We shouldn't, because it's food, right? grocery. Technically, maybe we do. Maybe I don't know, but if <laughs> but if you hear my stomach growling, I apologize. I don't know why. It's just like. Oh wait, I do know why I haven't eaten yet. That's why. Oh, um, <laughs> that's what happens when you're you haven't yeah. fed yourself. Um, so I wanted to – what my plan is is to not reset it until I have a shipment ready. And as yeah. of 
it has actually been over a week since I've looked at the lettuce grow site. But as I started planning, um, I was going through the site and looking. I, I put in everything that I wanted. So, mm-hmm. so sorry, let's start back a little bit further. I created a growing spreadsheet for myself yeah, you and did. Stephanie so that we could plan our growing. And so the only things on there, it's not, it looks like everything that they sell is on there, but it's not. It's just all of the things that I would consider. Perfect. Yeah. And oh, that's great. I didn't realize that. But it's so yeah. oops, it's so cool. Let me see if my... And I don't know if maybe we could come up with a way to give people like open access to that. Absolutely. What I can do for all of our listeners. um, It's not where I want it yet. So it's not going to be up like when you hear this, but we'll let you know when it is. Yeah. What we can do up in the next week or two. We can do a Google Doc. I can take all this information and post it over to a Google Doc and share that link um, on either the Let Us Grow page or on our. Instagram, I think probably on our Instagram. And then, um, yeah, we can share that with everybody so that they can see the full list of what we're doing. But, um, but we and do then have you some... can add your own things in there. Yeah. I just put yeah. what I want to grow or would consider growing. Um, yeah. What I realize is I do, do need to have more than 36 options because not everything is in stock all the time. Right. Um, yeah, that's one thing I've noticed is that some things are like, they grow year round and then you go to add it to cart and they're like, this is currently out of stock. Why? So then, right. And one I thing I would love that. to ask, I think we're going to start building a wish list for yeah. lettuce grow so that when we eventually have, we have talked to lettuce grow. So we yeah. say that much, at least we are in <laughs> conversation with them. Um, but hopefully we'll have some um, people of influence on the on the yeah. pod this season. And, and that's the plan. And I, I would love to gr- build a nice wish list. And Ooh, one yeah. thing that would I would like to see is a distinction between what's out of season and what's just not in stock. Because it'll That's say really, out yeah. of season on something, but then it says the season is year round. So it's clearly they just don't have it. Um, or it was mislabeled or something. Yeah. That right. Needs that's, to be a, which addressed. is like fine, but I would, for planning purposes, it would yeah. be easier to know it's just not available right now. Right. Not that it's not in season. I want to see like, what's not in season, but that it's planning on like, and that's the second part is yeah. what is not in season, but that it's coming. It will it is coming yeah. or, you yeah. know, even a date would estimate would be nice, but that's, that's just, extra. that's just, us. yeah. But, so I this mean, is what I, sorry. This thing that you built is awesome because it has the name. So she set, has it organized by cut and come again and full harvest. Um, but you have is arugula not cut and come again? So I, that's on my notes to talk about. So let me just tell you first when I giggled earlier. That was before we were recording. I was we just chatted briefly and I started giggling. And she's like, "What's funny?" And I said, "Oh, we'll tell. I'll tell you." <laughs> so I pulled up my show notes that I wanted to talk to you today about today, and I did want to talk about the first item on that list is what is out of season versus what is in stock. 
And I wrote stalk, like S T A L K. Like I I did not mean to do that, but I when I and I wrote this on the sixth. I wrote this on February 16th, so I didn't even really was it. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Clear on what was in here. Stop. When I opened it up, it made me giggle. Just in case you need the paparazzi to come after you. <laughs> in stock god no but i was thinking like stock like like a like a plant like oh like a stock (laughs) (laughs) it's also weird how my brain went to like hollywood celebrities and your brain went (laughs) to the planning your brain went to actual plants which was more relevant but (laughs) clearly okay so I think that there's a third category that we're missing here. What's that? Lettuce grow. Because I was surprised by several things that were lit, that were categorized as full harvest. Oh, and yeah. And here's the difference. Of they're categorizing a full harvest by something that cut that you cut and it doesn't regrow. Oh, okay. So and cut That's interesting. again as things that you cut and things grow back. Back. So hmm. I think there's a third category that is a full full harvest, like yeah. a head of lettuce. You you harvest. You have it. to harvest the whole thing. Here's here's I think what a full harvest is. I think there's a subcategory to full harvest. I think there's a full harvest that that doesn't regrow, and there's a one time harvest. Right. Absolutely. That you're cutting off a head of romaine because there's things yeah. on the full harvest that made me go, but I never full harvest. Uh uh-uh. Yeah. Like, like even kale, rainbow no. Swiss chard. It doesn't Dandelion? regrow. Yeah, that's so weird. Where's it the... doesn't regrow or spinach. It doesn't regrow, but I cut what I need. Maybe it's a cut what cut. you need versus cut and oh wait, no, that's cut and come again. Sorry, those well, are well cut and come again. Oops. Maybe so if it's cut and come again. <clears throat> excuse me. You're talking Sorry. about that was totally confusing. Like things uh, that are going to be. Th- I don't know. I kind of feel like because Toscano kale. Like was... Don't you think it does grow though? I think it does. I feel like Toscano kale, arugula, those should be in the same category. They come, they cut and come again the same way. Like you can cut the, what you need, but another one is going to grow. It's not maybe going to grow from the same stock, but it's going to continue to plant, like continue to flower. It does eventually stop. So maybe that's like basil will grow forever and ever. Yeah. But so maybe that's the... That would be something I would like to talk to about yeah. the guest, about what the difference is there. But I continue to organize it in the way that they have it yeah. categorized because I still feel like. Partial um, harvest. It should be partial harvest, cut and come again and full harvest. Yeah. That, that would be really smart. But I did. But I still find there to be value in in categorizing it on our spreadsheet this way because that's how it's listed on the website, and it makes right. it easier to search through. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about on that is that any of those that are full harvest categorized, but actually you can cut and mm-hmm. come again, whether it's regrowing or not, I think are a really interesting category that I haven't put a lot of thought around until I started doing this planning guide. Um, 
They offer a lot of flexibility. So the reason they say that is something like a basil plant where it truly is cut and come again. And if you maintain mm-hmm. it well and keep up on your roots and you and pruning and all of that, um, you really probably could grow the same pod. Yeah, for a long time. For a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, versus like a arugula, you're eventually going to have to replant. But the reason right. I say that those offer so much flexibility is you can keep them on your stand, but there's not the guilt to me when I need to make space. So if I want to add another lettuce or I want to add another tomato plant, I can get rid of that arugula I've had for a long time and not feel like I'm, you know, getting rid of a basil plant. Totally. So it's a good space saving category that you can look at growing that can be changed out more frequently, mm-hmm. but that you don't have to take out completely if you don't need it in this space. Right. No, that makes perfect sense. Also, like things like mint, like, okay, so things like mint and basil, they, they're pretty hardy on their own, but like how long, I don't know how long you should go between going, okay, that mint had a really good run and it's time for that one to be replaced. Because I'm sure you've experienced this too, but mint specifically, which I use a lot less of in the winter, I've found, um, maybe because I'm not putting it in drinks and stuff like that. But um, mint gets really brown at the base and then like the ends are really green and beautiful and mature, but the closest to the root is like almost looks dead. You know, Mm -hmm. so I don't know... If that's like a, you replace it at that point, or if it will just continue to be okay. Um, and basil's kind of it the got same really thing. fat, right? <clears throat> so it almost my mint almost started because it had all this dead old Base, stalks. Kinda, yeah, yeah. It got it. It started to expand out past the size of the pod. In fact, it was hard to pull out because oh really? It's like it had. I, I'm showing her a, like hand. Which is super helpful for a podcast Uh format. But it basically, the circumference of the seedling pod continued to expand. It was almost hard to pull it out because all that dead stuff was staying. Yeah. And the new stuff was coming out on my mint. But I don't find that as much to be the case with basil because basil just gets like a real woody stalk at Yeah, that is true. And it becomes super hardy. And then it just starts sprouting off that stock so it doesn't it doesn't continue to grow at the base right at least for me it hasn't yeah I mean a lot of this conversation has to do with obviously where you live as well yes which let's talk about that for a second because I realized that so I have right now I have oregano I have um I have chives I have mint parsley celery greens uh kale i have spinach swiss chard i'm looking at your list i also have a green cabbage and this is the thing i have a cauliflower the cauliflower i didn't think was going to do anything because the leaves are massive but they shaded out everything around it so finally i was like okay i'm gonna just cut the cauliflower leaves and add them when i need greens because they're a really good hearty green like kale um so i've been using those but i'll be honest my stand the position of my house on planet earth (laughs) in relationship to the sun is so different in the winter 
than it is in the summer. So we're either getting pounded by the sun in the summer or like completely shaded yard in the winter. Yeah. And I that cauliflower I planted on October 5th. And it currently is about two and a half inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. But the leaves are huge. And so I cut the leaves and the leaves keep growing, which is great. But the little head of cauliflower is so teeny tiny. Fun to grow, not sustaining. Right? right. It's one of those that's like, oh, look, I grew cauliflower at my house. But like maybe we each will have like a bite of it because <laughs> there won't be I much of it to share. I think it's going to be super interesting. Hopefully we'll be here again next year talking <laughs> again. Um, or, or or what I love to do is, is – uh, do an episode at the end of our maybe October uh-huh. of our summer growing. I mean, that's kind of when in Southern California your summer growing is yeah. really leaving. But I know when I started to sit down to do this planning, it's we're we're going to plant so much different now in our second year. I think. oh yeah, absolutely. And, I wonder if then it will also change again next year. And so I think we're going to p- focus a lot on that this season um, with different yeah. people about what you plan for. I think in the first year, especially if you haven't done a ton of gardening before, and even though I've done gardening, I've never gone outside of like those very traditional, super easy uh, starter kit kind of yeah. gardening tomatoes and zucchinis bell peppers and herbs pretty much so yeah. when I got my lettuce grow it was like oh a whole new world is opening up look at yeah. all these things I can grow and so I just started buying all this really cool stuff or the, and then, fruit, of high course, fruit the community things. group man that community group is probably the best <laughs> bang for the nothing buck that lettuce grow has in bang for the free buck <laughs> Oh, yeah. So many things that the, they people talk about on there and you're like, oh, I want to grow that. Cool. But totally. what I think I realize now, especially sitting down to plan, is really getting clear about growing either for how you actually eat. Absolutely. Or how you actually really want to change the way that you eat and actually yes. will commit to doing. Because you yeah. can say all day that I want to eat bushels of kale every day. And if you're not going to do it, then what's – doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think the broccoli – sorry, this was a long way to get around to broccoli <laughs> and cauliflower are not big things that we eat in our house. Oh, so right. That's right. We're different in that regard. We eat my them son constantly. Loves- he eats vegetables. He loves salad. Like he eats most things. He's never liked broccoli. I've never loved cooked cauliflower. I do like oh. it roasted now. Um, so there's so, just, are not things yeah. we traditionally make in our house. And it doesn't make sense for me to use an entire port to have one right. head of broccoli that takes me four months to grow. That right. No, to eat. no, that's absolutely. That's a great point. So because. I'm in that same boat, like, but opposite. We eat so much broccoli, so much cauliflower, so many things like that. But specifically, you know, again, I should post a picture of my kids over the years on our Instagram, um, holding full stocks of broccoli and eating it like an ice cream cone. Like they just, my friends laugh at me. Like my kids will take a full stock of broccoli each and just chew it like it's ice cream. Um, And, so having a four-month process 
for getting a teeny tiny cauliflower is not going to be sustainable for our That's family. That's the other thing to think. If you like broccoli, but it's not something you have to have all the time, then it's fun to grow it. If yeah. it's something that is a staple in your house, and I will say um, in the summer, strawberries. I was so excited to grow strawberries. And was it fun? Absolutely. This is what we talked about last season yeah. about it being a vanity plant. It's cute. Totally. It's fun. Oh my gosh, look at me. I grew strawberries. But my son eats so many berries. <laughs> yeah, totally. And especially in the summer, that he I think he maybe ate one off of those because he's like, what what's yeah. this tiny little strawberry? And there's two of them. I'm gonna go in the fridge and grab the organic ones we bought it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's never totally. it's not it seems like a waste versus if I'm eating a salad from there every day, I feel like yes. I am really getting my money's worth and they grow so fast. Yeah, the clean. lettuces are so much faster. And that's, so that's what I was going to say. it is about how you eat. Like I need a, I need yeah. a mango seedling because that's what I can <laughs> eat. Yes. Now, his new thing is, is he just eats frozen mango straight from like the oh, freezer. Wow. Yeah, my, my five-year-old is obsessed with mangoes and we do – we have um, – <clears throat> my family does charcuterie Sundays like every right. Sunday since quarantine started or since lockdown, whatever you want to call it. Since we couldn't go out to restaurants anymore here in lovely Los Angeles, um, we started doing our own charcuterie board. So we do charcuterie every Sunday. We pick a fruit like each of the kids get their own special fruit preference. And then my husband goes to Bristol Farms once a week. And it's his form of therapy. He picks out different weird things that we've never seen. Prosciuttos and like, you know, different types of Italian meats. And then also a, a fruit or a vegetable that he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> so we, we've experimented a lot with that. Have you done but, the um, dragon fruit challenge of like what everyone is that? thinks dragon. I mean, just like every, like. I keep seeing people go, oh, my gosh, my kids really wanted to try dragon fruit. It's so cool looking. And we bought oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then everyone. Ev everyone then goes it tastes like nothing my kids love it i like it too my but kids like, love it star it fruit dragon fruit it doesn't jack, no not jackfruit <laughs> i like it i think it's great added to stuff but it's more of a textury type thing yeah. like it definitely does not deliver from like the look of it yeah, to totally. like the taste of it. It looks like this is going to be the most dynamic tasting thing. And then totally. Like, all oh, the this tastes like kind of like sweet, crunchy, nothing. Yes. And it's kind of like all the, the, the flavor of the fruit is on the, the aesthetic of it and not on the yes, inside. Exactly. But, um, but they love, I think my kids like watery things too, but Anyway, it is really true. It's like hard to Yeah, it's really about your yield. It's about what's important for you to grow and if you're having fun or if you comes down to I think expectations of what your farm stands for. Are yeah. is it fun or is it practical? You right. Know? And then also as your life changes. So I don't know if you want to guess where I'm going with this, but some things become more important as other things come into your life. So this year, I think you and I will both be on the same uh, train. I will be growing a lot of some very specific herbs and one specific <laughs> fruit, if you know what I mean. I do. Do we mention that here or do we yeah, just we can. save we that? Can. Tara and I, I found a new obsession. 
Yeah. So <laughs> Do we I mention it? <laughs> we have new toys. And as you've heard us refer to several times on here is that sometimes we feel like we share a brain in two different cities because one yeah. of us will do something or or have something. Oh my God, this is so good. Um, that's the same. <laughs> and you would think that people think like we talk about it and do no. it because we both decide to do it. And it is not we, the case. No, the it's not the case. thing ever is that both of our households got the same. Uh, <laughs> can you stop? <laughs> both of our households got the same Christmas present this we year did. without ever discussing it. Well, the funny thing is, is John and I also did the same thing because I was going to buy one for him, but it was out of stock and the ship date was in March. And I was like, oh, forget it. I'll just I'll just get it for him for his birthday. And he ended up buying it for me. And Stephanie did. I bought it. So I you got it for Grant. I got it for Grant. And I it was it was delivery by Christmas, delivery by Christmas. And it was on Black Friday sale. And I was like, oh, I never shop Black Friday. And I I, unless it's like at a fabric store because I'm a nerd. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this thing for him. And some sometime between putting the item in my cart and checking out, it went from available before, like delivery before Christmas to this is a pre-order and you're not going to get it till halfway through the year. And I like flipped out five days before Christmas because it hadn't come in yet. I'd ordered it almost a month earlier. Same and, thing uh, happened to John. He had yeah. it scheduled to deliver to our neighbors because I'm the one that gets all the packages. And sure. so he kept bugging our neighbor. And then he realized, so he went on and looked and then he's like, wait a second, it's not coming until <laughs> March. But we actually got it. I think we both got ours early. Yeah, we so did. Got it in January. We're being very cryptic about the fact that we both got <laughs> pizza ovens we both got uni pizza ovens uni pizza ovens so the same brand we have two different kinds which is interesting that yeah um, uh, we could talk about it another time in another place in another but, place we'll tell you about later yes <laughs> but so now we are having competing now now our our text back and forth have turned into a like group chat with my husband <laughs> I know, with, I with the high school with stephanie so uh, or they just said we send like rival pizza pictures. Back yes. And, and it's become like two or three times a week pizza night, which is not doing like well <laughs> for my like trying to get yeah. weight off. Yeah. But I will be. So all of that is a long walk to say I will. I, I do think that that is going to get me to grow more tomato plants. Absolutely. This year and different types um, of tomatoes too definitely more basil and yeah. more oregano or any oregano because i ended yeah. up scrapping oregano because i don't use it that much john yeah. does most of the italian cooking in our house because he's italian um and he tends to just use dried herbs Mm -hmm. um but i think i would love to have some fresh oregano for my pizzas right now yeah it is actually really good i, I i'm i love fresh oregano much more than I like dried oregano. But mm -hmm. then when I was pregnant with my first kid, we went to a restaurant in West Hollywood and we were eating a salad that had an oregano dressing on it. Mm -hmm. And I had no clue that pregnancy and oregano should not, they don't match. They're like your body develops an allergy to oregano. And so, yeah, who knew? Who knows unless you eat a dressing that is highly you know, uh, I guess the main ingredient is oregano. So I ended up with hives 
all over my entire body from my head to my toes. Oh, no. Um, I'm talking like the brightest, reddest, weltiest, just worst hives ever. And so I kind of took a break from oregano. I'm Italian too, but I was like, ah, because it was such a bad reaction. And then I was like, does this, you know, my doctor. over? Yeah, my doctor was like, oh, yeah, when you're pregnant, you shouldn't eat oregano. And I was like, well, I knew I shouldn't eat raw fish. I knew I shouldn't eat, like, uncooked meat. No one ever told me that. <laughs> Nobody ever told me about oregano until I was, like, you know, purple with splotches everywhere. So um, that was that was a weird thing. But I am growing oregano. And just a pinch, I actually, so I do this. I, like, take a little piece and nibble on it. Um, and guess what? I was watching an interview on who knows what with Ellen Pop. Oh, CBS Saturday. No, CBS Sunday morning. Sunday morning. And they had an interview with Ellen Pompeo and she was going through her garden and she was like, I just eat the oregano just right off the thing. And I was like, I'll do the same it's, thing. You know, fresh oregano has a more floral taste yeah, and a more really uh, almost licorice like yeah. anise type undertone it's to less it than, bitter than a dry did yeah yeah and we just started using um i know listen i'm watching are you watching the stanley chuchi cnn thing oh my gosh i love it napoli it's so um good. yeah I so i know it's not real san marzano tomatoes but the san mars i mean they are they're san marzano type grown in the united states but we started buying the cans from whole foods and so I'm getting them from Costco and they say imported from Italy with a DOP. I was just reading this whole article. I know. It's totally fake because the the company, the, the Italian, they are imported from Italy, but they come over unlabeled. And then <gasps> oh. There's no regulation in the United States to regulate DOP. Oh, so interesting. I think that Cento might be the only brand that does right. real San Marzano t- tomatoes. Anyway, they're still delicious. And we have been using, and I still love, I will swear up and down, is the Rayo's uh, oh, yeah. pizza sauce is so good. So good. It's so expensive. Yeah. $5 for the teeny tiny bottle. Yep. And we really like that. But I bought a can of the crushed uh, San Marzano, in quotes, uh, mm-hmm. tomatoes from Whole Foods. And I've been doing that on my pizza, and it's such a nice, fresh, Is it lighter, clean, light, yeah. fresh tasting tomato. Because uh, just a little backstory is the pizza oven only cooks it for sixty uh, a seconds. Minute. Yeah, so so yeah. you're not getting a super cooked tomato. It still tastes not raw, but you know it still has fresh. that real fresh t- taste. Um, but so saying that, using just the tomatoes, a little sprinkle of fresh oregano on top. Of oh, it, yeah. Just perfect. And we're doing the Shoot. basil. But yeah. um, anyway. Wanna, you hear my, I can't believe you guys can't hear my stomach growling. I, it's so loud. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to be editing we and might, hear it. <laughs> we might get some comments. Uh, I just don't hear it on my headphones. So I, I did want to, you know, we, talk a little bit more about the planning but we're running out of time and i gotta pick um, my kids up from school at 10 40 in the morning because we might lose back to this (laughs) because it's still not um i'm still not ready to make that leap yet because i don't think most of our stuff is available uh you probably also hear my husband screaming in the background who's he is he screaming at you yeah, he's telling me to get to hurry up so I can go get the kids. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Well, no, Welcome we back to, to that squiggly line, guys. <laughs> We're back. 
so funny. Uh, squiggles and spirals. Um, but yeah, the so the uni pizza oven is a remarkable thing. But I think that having an uni and having a lettuce grow are going to be super hand in hand, especially when it's easier to use in the summertime than it is when we've been having some horrible winds out here. Um, I mean, like 70 mile an hour winds in Los Angeles. What? Mm-hmm. Um, but so my poor, poor Letty, she's just gotten a hammering. Um, but between the wind and the lack of sun, things are just not growing for me well. So I'm going to do a full reset too. And then definitely implanting more of a, more of an Italian garden yeah. <laughs> than I am like anything garden. Um, but definitely I'll be focusing on oregano basil thyme because you just need time sometimes um dill i found is really great i actually had i had an allergy an allergy i've had an allergy to salmon for the last 25 years i grew up eating salmon yeah yeah so then i a couple months ago maybe weeks ago i was at trader joe's and i was like it says wild caught sockeye salmon it says it's not been it's not farm fed or anything like that. I'm gonna try it. And now I'm obsessed with eating salmon. I didn't have a reaction. Did you so, have you ever had an issue with dyes? No, but I think what it is is there I am allergic to one type of oat grass. And I think that that oat is probably in farmed feed. So it's and it's a pretty it's like not a normal thing people eat but it is a pretty high allergic reaction for me so okay my guess is it's in the what they're feeding farmed salmon and that's why i can't eat it because i know some Um, people who have an issue with dyes have an issue with farm-fed salmon because they're not eating whatever i guess or whatever makes their their flesh pink. pink it's not natural it's right. It's it's natural in wild salmon, right? It's not, but not. It doesn't in occur in um, farmed. Farmed, so they yeah. die it. So I yeah. have heard that people have reactions for that. So I I think mine is the oat, but because I've never had an issue with dye. So now you're eating salmon, and you have so to I'm have dill salmon. for it. So I have to have dill because why could you ever not have dill when you have salmon? It's so say, good. I've been doing that, I do now. I eat salmon probably four days a week for lunch because my family doesn't eat fish. So uh, they eat shellfish. But anyway, so I will make two. I buy the wild frozen from Costco because it's super cheap. Wow. They're each individually frozen. I I, you can cook them straight from frozen in the air fryer for like 10 minutes. They become out like medium. (laughs) We have the same air fryer now too. (laughs) Yeah, we have the same air fryer. We're basically making our kitchens and homes like interchangeable. We have the the same (laughs) KitchenAid that we bought years before we knew each other, but we have the same same one. (laughs) So uh, I make two fillets of salmon and I'll eat one like with rice or whatever on the first day hot out of the thing and then I'll put the other one in the fridge and the next day I make like a little salad salad (gasps) out of Greek yogurt and dill Mm -hmm. and garlic and stuff so yes I have also I I have all this dill out there and that I have like not ever used and then all of a sudden I'm (laughs) eating all the salmon and I'm eating dill all of a sudden it makes so much sense I wasn't gonna regrow it and now I'm like oh maybe I should have it 
That's another one though to grab for your pile of herb salad. Like yeah. that is another is great one. one to throw in there. So yeah. Well, we should wrap up so you can get your children and not be a neglectful mother. Yes, I need to be a good mom, not a bad one. Um, not have my kids be last in line at pickup. <laughs> so yes. thank you guys so much for joining us again. We are back. We know this one was a little bit nuts, but it's the first time we're back. And um we're excited to wrap this out. We've got some really good surprises coming up over the next couple of months. Um, and we love you guys and we're grateful for you. And Tara, we will talk soon. Okay, goodbye. Bye.